If you haven't felt the sense of anticipation over the last few weeks or even months, hopefully this evening you are feeling it even more. We have some young people in the audience, and those of us that have gifts for children in our lives are looking forward to those gifts, to opening them, to giving, to receiving. And we do this because God gave us the greatest gift of all, His Son, Jesus Christ. How many of you wait until Christmas morning to open your presents? I can see your hands out there. How many of you open all of them tonight? How many open some of them tonight? Okay, we have a mixed tradition in our family. We open just a few gifts tonight and then we save the rest for Christmas morning. <laughs> well, that's definitely cheating, but that's okay, Robert. Tonight we're going to unwrap the gifts of Christmas together. And we've been journeying through Advent over the last four weeks, but some of you are with us for the very first time this evening. So if you look under the trees behind me, you will see the gifts of hope, love, joy, and peace. And I'd like to talk about them just a little bit tonight before we wrap up with Silent Night. What are you waiting for? Are you still waiting for family to arrive? Are you waiting for a gift that didn't make it? I got that email today saying it's on its way. It's not here yet. Maybe there's an answer from God that you're waiting for. Healing for yourself or for a loved one. Maybe you're waiting for God to give you clear direction in an area of your life. Maybe you're just waiting for me to wrap up and finish talking so we can enjoy the rest of Christmas Eve. Okay. This is doing all kinds of interesting things. Sorry. Whatever it is you're waiting for, I would encourage you to set all those things aside. And tonight, look at the gifts that God has given us. We heard scripture about them already. The gift of hope. The people of Israel waited, hoping for the Messiah to come. God promised that all the way back in the Garden of Eden that he would bring recon reconciliation, that he would bring restoration to his creation. And that was the first gift that we unwrapped. Looking at the hope past as people longed for the Messiah to come. And then the hope present that we experience today. We know that Jesus came 2,000 years ago and he restored peace between mankind and God. He gave people the opportunity to have a relationship with their Heavenly Father through His life, through His death on the cross, through His resurrection. So we look at hope as we experience trials in our lives today, and then we have hope future, looking forward to, as we sang about, the return of Jesus Christ, when He will again set His feet on this earth and he will see his entire creation restored to its original perfection. And there will be final peace with God. 
There will be eternal life with God. These hopes for us remind us that God has been working all along. The people of Israel, some of them gave up hope and they thought this is never going to happen. We're going to continue to be taken over by nation after nation. And even through our own history of the last 2,000 years, people kept expecting that as we made advancements, that surely we could put war behind us. Surely we could see people talk out their problems instead of fighting. But unfortunately, this, sin still, this world still experiences sin, and people still continue to hate and to fight one another. But as believers, when we look back to the cross, we see that Jesus brought hope to the world. He brought hope of eternal life. He brought hope of a world restored. And that's the message that we share at Christmas time. We still experience pain and suffering, but we eagerly hope for the future when God will make all things right, when He will make all things new. And as believers, we don't experience anything in this world alone. We have the Lord Jesus Christ with us and His Holy Spirit in us. So we opened the gift of hope. Next was the gift of love. And the Christmas story really was a continuation of God's love story that began all the way back in the garden. When we open this gift, we're challenged to accept God's love the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. We're challenged to experience God's love, to recognize how much He loves us. And as He offers us forgiveness, we can see our lives start to be transformed and changed. And then as His love fills us and we recognize just how much He's forgiven us, just how much He loves us, we're called to share that love with those around us to change the world because of God's love. The message of this verse, and it's one that Sarah read for us earlier, really is the core of the Bible. And I know you've heard this verse before, but listen to it again with the gift of love in mind. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. As we unwrap this gift of love tonight, it makes sense that we would start here at the very center. God loves the world. God loves you and you and you. Each one of you that have joined us tonight need to hear and know that God, your Father, the creator of the universe, loves you. He knows you. He knows your trials. He knows your difficulties. He knows your joys. And he knows your pain. He loves you. And that's why he sent his Son. Because our sins separate us from God. A holy and perfect God. But through the gift of his Son, Jesus Christ, making the ultimate sacrifice for us, he paid for our sins and in loving us gives us the opportunity to have a relationship with him not only right here today on earth but eternally for the rest of the ages 
it's important to remember that God invites you to bring all of your cares, all of your concerns to Him. He doesn't ask us to ignore the things in our lives that we're struggling with just so we could experience His love. We don't have to rid ourselves of the hurry and the worry, but He calls us to give those to Him, to trust His very capable, big, powerful, all-knowing hands to care for you. He invites you to surrender the deepest hurts and pains of your life to Him, to allow Him to fill you with His love. And the good news is that love that He gives through His Son, Jesus Christ, it's enough. If you're wondering, if you've never taken that step of faith, if you're wondering if it really will change your life, the answer is yes. Yes, it will. His love is enough to carry you through the darkest doubts and pains, to give you strength and courage to face tomorrow whatever it holds. The love of Christ is fierce and powerful. Paul described it in the book of Romans this way. I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not only does He offer us this love, but this love is permanent and nothing can tear you away from His love. It's God's ultimate gift for us to receive and to experience and then to share. The third gift that we unwrap is the gift of joy. It's a giant gift in a small package. And it is so much more than just a temporary feeling. The coming of Jesus creates a joy that causes all of creation to celebrate. It's the joy that's described by the psalmist in Psalm 96. Let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for He comes. He comes to judge the earth. When Jesus came as the Messiah, He said, I'm not come to judge. I'm come to serve and to lay down my life. But Scripture tells us that He will return as the judge. And all who have accepted Him as Savior, as Lord of their lives, will be welcomed into everlasting life. But the beauty and the joy of Christmas has to be seen in the balance of those who choose to ignore Jesus, to ignore God's gift, are left, unfortunately, in darkness, left in eternal separation from God. What if you're just not feeling joy this season? There's so much expectation. There's so much busyness. And tonight, there still may be things on your list that you think you need to do. Are those things robbing you of joy this Christmas season? How can we receive this gift in the midst of suffering, in the midst of loneliness, in the midst of pain or grief, stress, maybe even boredom, or just too busy? We begin by choosing the paths towards joy through gratitude, 
recognizing all that God has done for us through obedience to his word and then finally to continually abiding in Jesus Christ. That's where our joy is full. When we open ourselves to be shaped and transformed by God, we, in, we enter and encounter joy as a result. Tomorrow we celebrate Christmas. We know that Christ, the Messiah, has come. We can celebrate this and rejoice. But there's even more to come with his eventual return. These are things that we still anticipate. But right now we can experience the joy of Christmas, recognizing all that God has done in gratitude, in obedience, and in abiding in his love. The fourth gift that we unwrap is the gift of peace. And peace is really a freedom from disturbance. It's a quiet, it's a tranquility. But it often is noticed most when our lives are in turmoil. When there's war and it ends, then we recognize and appreciate peace. When we're struggling with doubt and fear and God eases those for us, we recognize that it's His peace. The world that Jesus came to was not at peace. The people of Israel were being oppressed by the Roman Empire. They were in fear for their lives. Mankind was not at peace with God. The divide because of sin separated people from their Creator. There was conflict between family members, between nations, between neighbors. There was unrest in the hearts of many. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. He brings us first and foremost peace with God. He is the way that we can be restored to relationship with Him by the forgiveness of our sins, the things that separate us from God. This eternal restoration, this peace with our Creator is the greatest gift that we can receive this season. And it's available for every one of us to accept. Scripture tells us, and we experience, that His peace goes beyond understanding. When we don't know how to get out of a problem, when we don't know what's going to happen next, God's Word can encourage us and give us peace when we trust in Him. Philippians 4 tells us that His peace is strong and powerful. It guards our hearts it guides our, guards our minds and it's stronger than any difficulty we can face. The final gift this evening is the gift of Jesus. We celebrate the little baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger and we know that he is truly the gift of Christmas. All of the other gifts, hope, love, joy, and peace come from him. Because Jesus is the hope bringer. Jesus is love come down. He is the joy giver and the peace maker. Throughout the night, we have seen that Jesus is the bringer of eternal life and the only one to a relationship with God. I'm going to end with several verses from the Gospel of John. John 10.10 10, Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. 
Jesus is the giver of life to the fullest. Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is everything. He's the miracle that came so humbly in a little stable that many miss it. He's the gift who entered the darkness in a normal, quiet night millennia ago as a fragile, tiny infant, one of us, God with us, Emmanuel. But he is the God so loving and powerful that he willingly stretched out his arms on a cross. And later in life when he died, he carried our sin, our shame, and the burden breaking the chains of death, breaking the chains of sin, giving us the only way to himself. Jesus is the greatest gift of Christmas in all eternity. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The true light which gives light to the everyone was coming into the world, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, his own people, and they did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As we celebrate the gift of Jesus this Christmas, may we be filled with his hope, his love, his peace, and his joy so that we can live life to the fullest. This is where our Advent journey ends and a new journey begins. A journey of worship. It's our act of worship to receive these gifts of Jesus Christ at Christmas so that throughout the year we can respond by bringing our own worship to Him, to glorify His name, to lift Him up like Mary and Joseph, like the shepherds, the angels, the wise men, we rejoice at his coming and we worship Emmanuel, God with us. Together we have watched and waited. We have stepped into the darkness and followed the light. As the Saki family lit the final candle in our Advent wreath, we've received the gifts of Christmas. Let us continue to worship Jesus, the King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. There's a faith discussion website called On Being with Krista Tippett. And a writer shared a magical moment in her own family's journey through Advent. A mom wrote, We light candles in the early dark. We sing songs. We talk about the never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love of God. 
that we read about in our Jesus Storybook Bible. Last night, Stella, the youngest, loudest, and most kinetic person in our family, sat mesmerized by the candle flame. It lit a soft, warm circle around her face and hands. She stared, and in a rare moment of silence, she smiled. Look, Mom, it's reaching for me. The candle is reaching out for me. This Christmas Eve, as we see the glow of the final candle in the Advent wreath, Jesus reaches out for you across space, across time. The light of the world has come to earth and deeply wants to reach you, extending his hope, love, joy, and peace. Have you experienced this miracle? Have you received the gift that God brought that first Christmas, his own son, Jesus Christ? Will you give your heart to him in worship and in wonder? We're going to dim the lights and our ushers are going to walk forward and light our candles as we prepare to sing Silent Night. Can you stand with me, please? I'm going to ask the first person in the row to, once their candle is lit, to hold it up straight, and then the next person is going to turn their candle to the side to light theirs and then straighten it. If we all keep tipping the lighted candles,